0: We're going to start in Galatians chapter 3, and this will
1: be uh, the start of a probably a new series, Uh, and some of the groundwork will be familiar. And the goal of this study is the
0: seed and the inheritance. What is the inheritance of the seed, and how do you and I play into that, okay? So so as we begin to look at it, in
1: Galatians chapter three, the profound statement made that we all know
0: is that the promises were made to one seed, one offspring, according to the translation.
1: So when you look at this, Verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, Yet if it be confirmed, no man disannuls or adds thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed or his offspring were the promises made. He saith not to seeds as of many, but as of one and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after cannot disannull, that it should make the promise of none effect. So we have Abraham and his seed. So the blessings of Abraham was determined by God or given by God back in Genesis. And we're going to look at that. And all of these find their fulfillment in Christ. This is why
0: I believe there's so much confusion in the body of Christ right here. Is people look for fulfillment somewhere else? Okay. I don't care what it is. People take and look for fulfillment somewhere besides Him.
1: And Jesus says this Himself. He's of the scripture. He says, You search the scripture, in them you think you have life, but these testify
0: of me. And so, so, the scripture testifies of a person, okay? All the scripture. And that person
1: fulfills all things. And I, and I, I know it's in, in the parable of the uh, sower and the seed. I think it's in Mark's gospel. I don't have this in front of me. But it speaks of the seed of God. And it says, if you understand this mystery, you'll understand
0: all mysteries. So, so it brings all. All is a big word. So, so when
1: we start bringing this word all into, into focus, the all, and we, we were dealing with this Sunday night, he
0: would feel all things. Not some things. He would feel all things. So, so we're in this place
1: that Christ Himself would feel all things, and we're and we're the things. He, you know, He feels all things related to the covenants, all things related to the promises, all things related to the fullness of God. But He feels those things in people. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a ahead of myself here. When when Isaac's name or Jacob's name was changed to Israel, but Isaac in in, in Isaac shall the seed be called. Okay. It's, it's found in the book of Romans, also found in the book of Genesis. And we're going to turn back there. But in Isaac, the identity of Israel became known in the person of of Isaac, in the person of Jacob. When I, when I talk about the identity of Israel, Israel became a many-membered man, but it really
0: but really that man or that people have one identity. <laughs> Their identity was found in one. Now, to me, this is this this
1: type and shadow that God works in Israel is the ultimate type and shadow. Uh, it it starts with the dealing of Abraham, and it works up to Solomon. Where and all through these dealings, coming into view was one man. If you if you if you begin to look at it from the time of, of Isaac, really, uh, probably from the time of Abraham, you, you're dealing with one man. But 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 especially in Isaac. And Jacob, and you come down to Joseph, you, you can go down through history, and there's a dealing with one man, but this one man affects all. Okay. And that's and that's the conclusion of the matter. One man affects all of this creation. This and the truth of that comes over into Christ, he affects all of the new creation. There's nothing he doesn't affect. There
0: is no new creation without him. There's no new man. So, so everything has its place in him. So when we start in Genesis 12,
1: in this study, and Genesis 12, I've, I've read this probably about as many times as any part of the scripture I've read, but verses 1 through 3. It says, now the Lord said unto Abram, get out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And this is the emphasis, the land that I show. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So so you find God separating. here's, Here's the thing with God.
0: When he begins to deal with Abram, what happens? There's a separation. From thy kindred, from thy household. Unto the place I shall. It's always unto.
1: If Christians could get a hold that the dealings of God are, are, are you, you know, we, we that come through certain movements, we got dealt with in God and, and we talked about what we were dealt with of God from. I used to do this. I used to do that. I used to go here. I used to go there. But what we miss is God didn't just separate Abram from what was.
0: He separated him unto. That's that's the thing that you have to see here. Cause we cause we can talk about I came out. I came out of sin. Well, Israel did too. They came out
1: and wandered in the wilderness, so to speak. Egypt, they came out of Egypt and they wandered in the wilderness
0: because they never came to the promise. Okay. They never came to the fulfillment of the promise. The fulfillment of
1: the promise, of course, was found in the land of Canaan. So the generation that came out of Egypt didn't go into the land, right? So they never went into the promise wasn't wasn't just they didn't go into the promised land they didn't come into the promise of god
0: okay i don't know what i can do then brother okay, Martin. i can't hear you anymore
1: can can you can't hear me i not until just now uh, Maybe uh, we go on, uh, if you will, uh,
0: uh, take your screens off, your uh, your video off. I'm sorry. Let's try that. And then if not, uh, I'll connect, try to connect another way. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. Okay. You were just going in and out. Okay. So
1: when we look at this with Abram, Abram is separated unto, okay? It's not just that he's separated, he's separated unto the place that God shows. That's what he's separated to the place that God shows. And then when you come on down through that, what does God show? He shows himself. That's that's the power of this, that, that God just doesn't show some things, he shows himself. So if I so if I look at this closely in, in Genesis. Chapter 12, he goes on in verse 4, Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance they they had gathered, and their souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land into the place of Sycam unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, unto thy seed will I give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now there's so much
0: here that's said. So Abram come out of his father's house to the appearing of the Lord. So that's what he came out to, to the appearing of the Lord.
1: So so even when you go forward and, and you say, Well, the, the ultimate view of this is that the Israelites possessed the land of Canaan, and I, I would say, is it? Because here here where we're at in Galatians three we find that the seed seed of Abraham is Christ. That that's the seed of Abraham is Christ. And you find in Hebrews that that Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. So Abraham's Abraham's looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. A city that has foundations. So so we have come to that place of foundation. We've come to that place of the appearing of the Lord. That's what we've come to. And this is the land of our inheritance where he appears. Get a hold of this. What do we inherit? We inherit all things in Christ. What does Christ appear as? What's Christ's inheritance? These are the questions that I believe has to be answered in our hearts. What's his inheritance? Because Romans declares, we are joint heirs together with him. Well, how do I possess it? That's that's what's, I guess, motivating my heart, driving my heart. How do I possess the things of
0: God in Christ. Okay. How, how, do, we, how do we live in them? Well, I think, I think it starts right here in Genesis 12. Abram built an altar. What does that mean to the appearing of the Lord? That was the place of sacrifice. An altar... We know in the Bible is a place of sacrifice.
1: And, and, and Paul comes in Romans and he says that we are to present our bodies living sacrifices, living sacrifices. And we can and we can we can come up with all kinds of ideas of what the living sacrifice is, but
0: what do we present our bodies a living sacrifice to? Christ. That's it. See, we live unto Him. We've, we've read that over and over
1: that we died unto ourself. We died into the world. We died into the law to live unto God. right? We've read that how many times? So, so Abram is to, he builds an altar. He, uh, uh, you, you know, to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Now, what do we make
0: a sacrifice to the Lord to? In our walk. We make a sacrifice to the Lord in the appearing of Christ that we've seen. Well, how do we make a sacrifice? How do we
1: sacrifice the Lord? We don't take out sheep and goats and, and, and all these things. We, we, we give ourselves, our bodies, to that of the Lord that
0: we have seen, okay, to live in it. Now, Abram, if you look at Abram, what does Abram do at times? Well, right after the appearing of the Lord, he goes down into Egypt.
1: Now, a question I have, and and I I don't know that, that I can answer it tonight. Should have he maybe not went down into Egypt? Maybe he was driven into Egypt. Maybe the scripture tells us that. You have to go back and look at it. But he goes down into Egypt, and immediately when he goes into Egypt, I believe, anyway, he probably his heart probably turned away from the appearing of the Lord that he had because he went down there and he got into some trouble. <laughs> and he comes back out of Egypt, and where does he go to? He goes to the place that God had appeared to him, where he had made the altar. And when he comes to the altar, God begins to speak to him
0: out of the same thing. Why, does, why doesn't God just rebuke Abraham? Maybe, maybe in that speaking, he did. But I want you to consider this. Why doesn't God just
1: say, Abram, you, you know, you go down to Egypt, you, you, you lie, you, you connive, you do all, whatever. But no, God, God begins to bring him back unto thy seed, will I give this land? He brings back into view the seed and the purpose of God. See, that's what God does with us all the time as, as we, we, we stray away. We stray away from the vision of the Lord. Okay. Uh, maybe, I, I know I'm not, so I'm not going to be silly tonight. So I say maybe I'm the only one that's ever strayed away from the vision of the Lord, but I know that's not true. What he does when, when we come back to the vision of the Lord, to the seeing of Christ, what does he do? He brings us back to that vision. That's what he does. He brings us back to purpose. Why does he bring us back to purpose? Because that's his purpose. That was his purpose before the world, was was that he would have a people in Christ. So before he made man, and and people get so caught up in the scripture in Ephesians that we were chosen in him before the foundation of the world, they they many times or we many times miss
0: the choosing. It, it's not so much it is and it's not. So I don't want to,
1: I don't want to discredit that we're chosen of God in Christ, but the choosing of God is in Christ. If you took me out of it, and I don't ever want to be taken out of it, but if you did, for example the choosing of God is still in Christ. That's the choosing of God. He chose in Christ before the foundation of the world. And to me, that's why there was a lamb slain before the foundation of the
0: world. Because the way into Christ, the way into this life we have is
1: the lamb himself, is Christ himself. I couldn't come into this
0: this life, this land, this place unless he came. And when I when I begin to view that in the Scripture, I begin to see that all things conclude in Him unto Thy Seed. Well, I give this land,
1: okay? Abram's natural seed, the children of Israel, inherits the land of Canaan. But but what happens in the land of Canaan? I want to take this a little bit further. What happens ultimately in the land of Canaan? Ultimately, they have King Solomon. But I want to give give you another
0: picture of the land of Canaan. What happens in the land of Canaan? The Lord appears. You have you ever seen this?
1: The Lord himself appeared to Abram in Canaan. The Lord appears to Isaac in Canaan. The Lord appears to Jacob in Canaan. The Lord appears to Israel in Canaan. What do I mean by that? A cloud comes down, you know, the cloud starts leading them out of Egypt and brings them through the, through the Red Sea, it, you, you know, through the wilderness to the place where Solomon builds a house and there God's rest abides in that house. So, so all the way through there, God is speaking of what he's doing, going to do in Christ. That he's going to have a king whose wisdom is going to fill that entire land. And his glory is going to fill that house. That's what he's saying in the old covenant. The glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And I know know some people take this to mean the whole earth. I'm not sure that's... True, I'm not against it, but the but the earth in the old testament much of the time dealt with Canaan, dealt with the land of of promise, thy seed will inherit this land. Well, the seed that inherits the glory of the Lord filling it
0: is Christ. In the in thy presence is, is what joy forevermore. I mean, there's a lot
1: I'm gonna to say tonight that I'm gonna to have to have to pull out and and gather up as we move on in this study. But but at, at thy right hand is pleasures forevermore. Well, who's seated at the right hand of God? Jesus is. We all know that. Who's seated together with him? We're joint heirs together with him. Paul says we are seated together with him in heavenly places. So here in this place, what do we find? We find
0: the joy of the
1: Lord. We find pleasure forevermore. We find peace. We find fullness. We find the sufficiency of God. That's what we find here. So, so here, here that seed that inherits it all is Christ. So why do I have to be born again? I have to be born of that seed. Because the old seed, and, and if I go back in, in the type and shadow here in Abram, what happens in one of the next dealings of the Lord with, with Abram? Circumcision. So you have, a, you have a picture of God speaking of a seed, right? And, and, and the seed, you know, is Isaac. But in the, in the midst of this thing, Abram has another
0: son named Ishmael, right? And what happens? Ishmael is
1: ultimately cut off. Now, what do you think Ishmael might represent but, our, but the flesh? Because Abram goes into the Egyptian woman, has a child, call his name Ishmael, and, and Abram Says, may Ishmael live before you? Why why couldn't God say, Okay, because of, of what it represents, because the type and shadow has to be perfect. So, so so Sarah is going to have a son. I'm gonna come, and Sarah's gonna have a son. And Abram, there's gonna be a circumcision in your flesh. And I know there was a physical circumcision in his flesh. But also his son Ishmael was cut off. This isn't the heir. The the son of the flesh is not the heir. And see, see, somehow we we Christians believe the son of the flesh is the heir, many of us, but he's not. So so from, from the beginning, when God created man. And he created in his his image and likeness, the purpose was always the seed filling the heart of man. That was always the purpose, I believe. I don't don't think that purpose ever changed. I mean, sin came in, death came in, all these things that, that was a result of Adam came. But the purpose of God never changed. He chose in Christ before the foundation of the world. And so Christ came because that's where God chose before the foundation of the world. This was predetermined in the heart of God. So so Jesus came in the fullness of time when, when that time, that age was fulfilled to bring forth the purpose of God in the earth. The type, the shadow, the testimony had been set forth in the earth through the law through the prophets through Moses through the Israelites and the seed to whom the promises was made
0: came on the scene and brought in himself one new man
1: and the beauty of this new man is you and I are included we're brought into it that now we would see his inheritance what it is well we can read john 17 and see part of it father glorify me with thyself with the glory that i have with thee before the world was
0: and we know he inherited the throne of god so we're joined to his inheritance that's right we're joined to him now, now I can see that in the picture of Solomon, Israel
1: was joined to Solomon's, Solomon's inheritance. Now, now you didn't know the name of all the Israelites that were under Solomon,
0: but they were joined to his inheritance. The wisdom of Solomon was flowing through the land. That's right. So the wisdom of Christ is flowing through this land. You and I. And we're joined to it. We see it. We experience it. We're coming to know it.
1: It's his wisdom. It's not wisdom that we can take and, and lay our hand on and say, well, well that's mine. Well, it, it is ours in that we're joined with him, but we can't go back Like many try to and say, well, before the world, all this was in me because it wasn't, it was in him. And the beauty is, is that God has given to us all things in Christ, but the exaltation of all things is him, just like Solomon. It's like I said, if you go back and you try to remember, and maybe some of us can remember the names of the other people in Solomon's time, but they're not the exalted king. Now they're benefiting from his kingdom. The whole kingdom's at rest. <laughs> so they're benefiting from his kingdom, but the exalted one in the midst is the king. And that's the way it is in us. We're benefiting from
0: all that Christ accomplished, but the exalted one in the midst is him. And we're living in his abundance, in all that he inherited, in all that he is. And, it, and it's so much to, to get a hold of. But I, but
1: I just wanted us to consider this right here in Genesis and, and Galatians 3 to start this study.
0: Unto thy seed will I give this land. And the Lord appears to Abram.
1: And Abram builds an altar to the appearing of the Lord. And he sees, you, you know, in, in whatever way Abram saw in that day, he sees this, this appearing of the Lord. And the altar is built into this appearing of the Lord. And his quest is toward what God has said. And I believe that's the same thing in Paul. When Paul saw the Lord, now I believe Paul saw the Lord differently than Abram. Abraham did because because we have the revelation of Jesus Christ. When Paul saw the Lord, he saw Christ in him. And the pursuit of Paul was that I might know him and the power of his resurrection all the way up to, to his departure out of the earth. He was pursuing the vision of the Lord, because the vision of the Lord had come to Paul. He saw the vision of the Lord, and the vision of the Lord travels all the way through Paul's ministry. And If you really get into the vision of the Lord, it travels all the way through the Old Testament, the vision of the Lord. The Lord would come to the prophets and they would see, they would understand, they would have a word of, of understanding, a light would come. Now that light was not the perfect light. It wasn't, it was, it, it wasn't the light we have in Christ, because the light that we have is what they were looking toward. But but nonetheless, there would be an understanding that would be declared by the prophets and set forth the types and shadows and pictures in Israel. And then this one comes on the scene who is our Lord, Jesus Christ fulfills the word of God and all of this of his glory is feeling, if we can hear it, it's filling this earth that we are, these earthen vessels, a new heaven and a new earth. What's filling us? The knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Who's the Lord?
0: The Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's filling our hearts. Yes. The knowledge of the glory. of And and, and I I see it in the types and shadows and in, in the old
1: covenant of how they speak. But it's... But it's
0: seeing it in the person, in you and I. That, that's just astounding. It's astounding that his life, that we experience his life. This is astounding, folks. That in our cars, in our homes, in these meetings, you you
1: know, we come together, and here he is, just like Jesus said, I'll be in your midst when two or three are gathered in my name, and I probably didn't quote that right,
0: there am I, or there I am, in the midst, and it's astounding that his
1: life, his glory, see the knowledge of the glory of the Lord begins to fill our hearts, we
0: begin to See the knowledge of Him. Wow. The Lord astounds me of how great He is. And and we participate in it, are brought into it, brought into His fullness, brought into His person
1: that our identity gets swallowed up, just like, like Israel many times. And I know the Bible gives you names of different Israelites, but much of their identity gets swallowed up in one name. And that name is, of course, Israel. But
0: we get swallowed up in one name, and that is Jesus. That is Christ. We're swallowed up in him. To where I believe his identity is our identity. Now, we're never the Lord from heaven. We're never the king of kings. But we are his body. We are his kingdom. And his identity, his name is known. In his land. Glory to God. That's what. That's yes. His. Place. I could give it words. Is known. In this land. That's why this place is so good. Because he's being known. In you and I. Glory to God. Well. I apologize for the weakness of the internet. I thought I
1: would lay this forth tonight and I may have went further out than I expected to tonight. So we'll just have to work our way back up to it
0: in the coming weeks. Anyway, uh, Brother Mark,